Welcome to a special bonus episode of Mishnah Yomi. And the reason for this episode is I got multiple questions about this concept that an animal is not allowed to do malacha, especially as it results and in regards to the concept of carrying. What's going on here? What exactly is going on here? So there's actually two ways to approach this question, and this is going to be a very quick overview of what is really a very large discussion, a large sugya, but hopefully it'll be meaningful and we can walk away with a better and deeper understanding of exactly what does it mean when the Torah says that an animal is not allowed to do malacha. The way in which I want to approach it is, Mishnah Yomi, we were discussing an animal carrying, and we were discussing what an animal is allowed to wear because it's for protection of the animal, and that we said is totally permitted because it's not considered a masoi, something it's carrying, versus something that you are either hoisting on the animal or the animal is wearing, and in that sense, it's uh, considered a maso, it's a burden, and it is carrying, and thus it's prohibited. That is the basic landscape of where the question begins. And the question is, what exactly does it mean that an animal is not allowed to carry? So the, the angle I want to approach it is actually comes from a Gemarim Sachem, this Yair brought up to me. It's a rather famous Gemara M'sachim, and Daf Samach Vav, Amid Aleph, going to Amid Beis, and the reason it's famous is more for the Ashkafic implications of Torah Shabbat Peh. The Gemara is discussing how when Hillel shows up in Yerushalayim, in Yerushalayim coming from Bavel, they were very confused. They didn't know, they, the sages didn't know if one was allowed to bring a carbon, a, the carbon Pesach, when it was Erev Shabbos Cholios Erev Pesach, excuse me, Shabbos Cholios Erev Pesach, and the year that Hillel showed up, it was Shabbos, but it was also Erev Pesach. And they didn't remember, is one allowed to bring a Pesach? Is the bringing of the carbon Pesach, does that, is that Doche, does that push off the Shabbos. Do we say that Shabbos, when, when Shabbos conflicts with the carbon Pesach, we in fact violate the Shabbos and allow one to slaughter the carbon Pesach. And Hillel comes up and he tells them, and he gives them a reason why it's allowed, and the Gemara goes on to say, at that moment, the sages, the leaders, take off their uh, proverbial crowns of leadership, and they put it on Hillel, and they say, you are now, we recognize you as the leader. Okay, part one of the Gemara. Part two of the Gemara is they had the following question: How then do we bring the knives, the blades for shrita, to the base hamigdash to slaughter the animals? After all, while we know, and as Hill just proved, that shechting, slaughtering a carbon, a sacrifice, is doche Shabbos, what about the machshire mitzvah? What about the preparation for the mitzvah? In our case, the preparation for the carbon is going to be bringing the knife in Yerushalayim through the streets of Yerushalayim. We're going to assume for our argument's sake now that Yerushalayim is considered a public domain. But let's assume that, again, there's a discussion there as well, but let's assume it for our discussion. Bringing the knife through Yerushalayim, if you have to carry it there, you're now going to be in violation of the prohibition of carrying on Shabbos. But you can argue the only reason I'm carrying is so that I can perform the mitzvah of Karim Pesach. So do the preparatory actions, the machshiri mitzvah of Karim Pesach, are they doche Shabbos? This was the question. They come to Hillel and say, now that you're our new leader, what do we do? And this is why the Gemara is quite famous. Hillel responds, I don't remember, but why don't we watch what the simple Jew does? Go outside, look at the farmers, go look at the shopkeepers, look what the simple Jew does, because, and the, the, the money line is, 
if they are not prophets themselves, they are the sons of prophets. I.e., there is credence to Minog Yisrael, that what the Jewish people do, there's a, there's a certain, there's a certain siat deshmai, if you will, a certain, a, a, there's a certain credibility to what the Jewish people's daily customs are because they are clearly sourced back doing what their fathers did and who did what their fathers did and do it ultimately going back to what they were taught at some point from whoever it may be some great rabbi or Moshe Rabbeinu so what Hillel was saying to them is if they are not the sons of prophets if they're not prophets themselves they are the sons of prophets go out look what they're doing go in the shuk see what they're doing this is the famous Gemara okay that is all good and well what happens then? So they go outside, and what do they see? They see the simple farmer taking the knife, again, the knife that has to make it into the base of Megdash, and they would place it in the horns of the ram of the Karim Pesach. And then, instead of carrying it themselves, the ram would then carry the, carry the knife to Yerushalayim. So that was, that's, that's, that was what the solution. Take the knife, put it into the horns of the ram, and let the ram carry it to Yerushalayim. Says Yair to me, one minute, hold up. What are they doing? They're just causing the animal to carry, and didn't we, haven't we just been discussing this a prohibition for an animal to do malacha? So how can this Gemara make any sort of sense if, how can this Gemara make any sort of sense? The, the, the animal's not allowed to do malacha for you, just as, just as the person is not allowed to do malacha. So in fact, the Gemara itself then asks this question, and once we go through the Gemara, then we'll use it as a launch pad, a jumping off point to discuss this concept of shvisas behema and animal resting. Says the Gemara, the halo mechamer. They are in violation of Mechamer. So notice the Gemara does not say the halo, they're in violation of Shvisas Behemto, causing an animal not to rest. Rather, they use a different formulation of Mechamer. What's Mechamer? Mechamer is when you cause an animal to do malacha. When you cause an animal to, to uh, carry, in this case, you're causing the animal to do malacha, it's called Mechamer. And the Gemara answers, no, Mechamer Kliachayad. That this is, although it, it, it is technically, you're causing the animal to do malacha, you're, doing it, you're causing it to do malacha in a, a strange way, in a roundabout way. Normally, animals do not carry things in their horns. Now, if you're thinking, what well, about the Gemara we had, where, or for Bekiva, where it, was, it had some sort of ornament, so that is a normal what, thing to do, to have an ornament in the horns. Well, even there, there was a discussion in Durabonah. But here, here, it's um, to actually carry in your horns, that's kliachayad. It's considered unusual, and since it's unusual, it's only durabanan. Now, it's only durabanan, therefore we see why it was allowed. Now, you're saying, one minute, we are halachic Jews, just as we believe in the Torah, we believe in the rabbis as well, so uh, what, what, what does this help us? How does it help us to say, oh, mechamer kliachayad, when kliachayad itself is still prohibited? You can't just go and wantonly use your uh, nose to turn on lights on Shabbos doesn't work. I'm sorry. Just because just because it's not the usual way, it's still a problem. Says the Gemara, Like, what are you talking about? Yes, it's not the Raisa, but still a problem with the Rabbanon. So, that is what the Gemara answers. This is precisely what the Ben Besayra were actually asking of Hillel. As in, they knew. They knew that this was the practice of the Jews. It wasn't like they forgot that the Jews every year would put the knives in the horns of the rams. Rather, they want to say as follows. They said as follows. When you have something that's technically permitted from, from biblical law, however, rabbinic law stands in the way, 
do we say that you're allowed to utilize the principle of kliachayad using a using an unusual manner, as in putting the knife in the horns of the ram? Does that work in order to to f- allow us to ultimately fulfill the mitzvah? So again, their question actually to Hillel was not. What are, the, uh, what are the Jews doing? We don't know. We're starting from square one. They knew exactly what to do. They said, we have a solution. We could technically get around the Doraisa by not carrying it ourselves, but rather putting it in the horns of the ram. Again, seemingly if, you, if, the, if the animal were to carry it in a, in a way that's usual for an animal to carry an item, that would be a problem of Doraisa. But here we're putting it in the horns of the ram where it's only Durabanon. Again, because it's Kliach it's not the usual way. Do we say that's allowed because it's a Mako Mitzvah? So he will respond to them, I-, I don't actually remember. Good good question, I don't remember. Know what? Go out. Go see what the Jews are taka doing. If you see the Jews taka are putting the, the knife in the horns of the ram, so then clearly we see the halachi is, they might not be neviim prophets themselves, they're the sons of prophets. Clearly the minig is, and what they learn from their fathers, who learn from their fathers, learn from their fathers, ultimately learn from Rabbi Yudah Nasi, who learned from whoever may be, who learned from, well, that was after, who learned from Moshe Rabbeinu, that in the, in, the, in, in the scenario that we are in right now, where there is a there is a Doraisa we have to fulfill. The Torah says, bring a car in Pesach. And right now, we have a problem bringing the car in Pesach because the knife is at home. And we can obviate the Doraisa, the biblical prohibition of carrying on Shabbos, by only doing a Durabanon. So, you're allowed to do the Durabanon. So, in a very simple way, to sum up this Gemara, the Gemara is saying, Yair, you're correct. How is it that the animal is allowed to carry this knife on Shabbos? It's Mechamer. You're not allowed to do mechamer. You're not allowed to cause an animal to do malacha. And the answer is that because it's doing it kliach in an abnormal fashion, it's only durabanon. And because it's a durabanon that's standing in the way of allowing us to perform the mitzvah daraisa, the great mitzvah daraisa, karim pesach, we wave the durabanon to allow us to perform the karim pesach. Azoy zok the gemarim sachem. This is what the gemarim sachem daf samach vav amid beis says. Now. Tosfos points out, by the way, interestingly, Tosfos over here points out that there's another way they could have gotten around this. You don't have to say do a kliach hayad. He says, as we, we've discussed already from the opening, the opening Mishnah, Mesech the Shabbos, that the only violation, seemingly, of, of carrying in, in Rosh Hashanah is if you carry from one Rosh to the next, as you have an Akira and Hanacha. You pick it up and you put it down. So what he says you can do is you can pick it up, you can put it on the animal while it's walking. So you put it on the animal while it's walking, so there's no akira nanacha because it's 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 walking the whole time. You take it off when it's still walking. Okay, that's a, that's a technical answer. Although other posts can have issues with that. What if it stops to go to the bathroom? Animals do do that, and therefore you're you're not guaranteed that the animal will be continuously walking the entire time. So there may actually be a, an akira and a hanacha picking up and putting down. But okay, that's be it, be it as it may. Putting Tosfos' technical answer aside, this is the Gemara. Now, the question is as follows. What exactly is this idea of shvisas behemto, of, of an, animal having, an animal having to rest on Shabbos just as a human being? And why is the Gemara Psachim invoking not the, the word shvisas behemto, again, shvisas, the word Shabbos, a behem, a, an animal resting, but rather seemingly a different formulation of mechamer, which is also seemingly the same concept of an animal doing malach on Shabbos. What's going on here? So, if we go back to the source, there's, there's two, there's three psukkah we have to look at. The source is the Torah, obviously. The first one is the, the Aserus Hadibros in Shemos Chof. 
V'yom HaShvi Shabbos LaHashem On the seventh day will be Shabbos LaHashem Lokecha Lo Sasekom Alocha Don't do any work Ata you Uvanecha And your children Uvesecha Your house Avdecha Vamasecha Your servants Uvehemtecha And your animals So the Gareti says The Saras Dibros That your animals Have to rest Furthermore If you look in the second Saras Dibros This is in Veschanan V'yom HaShvi Shabbos LaHashem Lokecha Lo Sasekom Alocha Ata Vincha Vitecha so again, it's a little more elaborate, not only spelling out not only your animals, but your your shah, your ox, and your donkey, and all of your animals, and everyone dwelling among you. Why So that everyone shall rest. Everyone shall rest. And again, the same formulation of everyone shall rest is also found in Shemos Chaf Gimel, where he So that your animals shall rest. This is the source where we find that an animal is supposed to be resting on Shabbos. Now, Tosfos points out a fascinating idea, and this is Tosfos on our sogya, and our parak, and the first mi- Mishnah on the parak, and this is something I alluded to as follows. What does it mean an animal should rest? So you're going to tell me an animal is not allowed to graze? What do you mean an animal can't graze? You're going to have to muzzle an animal off Shabbos because when an animal goes and starts grazing, it's doing coats there. An animal can't walk because it's going to start trampling and who knows, maybe, maybe it's going to break sticks and even though we owe over other malachos, like some, some malacha there, what does it mean? So Tosa says as follows. This that we say, an animal is not allowed to do malacha. Tosfa says, So Tosfa says as follows, that there's a, the, this that we say, a person is commanded that his animal should rest, that's only an asay. That's a positive command, as if to say we are commanded not if your animal works, you're over a violation of negative, a negative command. If your animal goes out to the field and starts plowing the field without your, uh, without your permission, as an animal just goes out and starts plowing the field, you're not, you're not in violation of anything, a negative command. Rather, you have a positive command to ensure your animal doesn't do malacha. Moreover, from the very fact we juxtapose the word so it should rest, it means for you. Meaning, it's supposed to rest from your work. But if the animal wants to do work for itself, as in the animal wants to go and graze, as we just said, the animal wants to walk around and ends up trampling things for its own benefit, that's not a problem. The, the assay, the command is to you, the human being, that your animal should rest, not to do malacha for you. But if it's a malacha for itself, that's not a problem. It's not a problem because the animal is allowed to do things because it wants to eat. Why not? Congrace. The animal the animal's not a the animal's not a commanded the command is on you that you have to you, that your animal you're not supposed to make your animal do work. And you have an assay, a command, a positive command that your animal should rest and not do work for you. Umihu, zoktos. So let's continuing. Lav the losasa malacha. But if you notice, there's two formulations in the pasuk. There's one lemani nuach avdecha uvamasch kamocha, or there's one lemani nuach that your animal should rest. And that's a positive command. But there's also losasa malacha. Your animal should not do work. That in fact is a negative command. That is a prohibition, and that is That is only by mechamer. So what he's saying is as follows. There's two concepts going on here. There's the concept of shvisas behemta, your animal resting, and that is your animal shouldn't do any malacha for you. That's a positive command. That you have to, you, you should ensure your animal is not doing any malacha for you. For itself, it wants to eat, it wants to graze, nish, 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 not a problem. For you, you have to ensure it's not doing malacha for you. However, there is a second prohibition. 
And this is an actual prohibition, not just an issue, not just not say, a command, and that is that your animal should not do malacha. What does that mean? How does that how does that what does that look like? So that you already have to then turn to a different Gemara. And that Gemara is found much later in Masechle Shabbos. And the Gemara is discussing as follows, that if a person is, Shabbos is coming, it's coming, and they realize they still have their wallet on them, what should they do? So I'm not going to get into a whole discussion about, again, halachically what to do, but the Gemara kind of creates a hierarchy of give it to a, give it to a non-Jew, can you give it to a, a Shota first, someone who's, uh, who's not high in mitzvos, and at a certain point the Gemara says if, uh, you can also give it to your animal. As in you put, put, the, put the wallet on your animal. Says the Gemara, one minute, how can you put the animal? I, I understand how you can give it to a non-Jew because non-Jew does not have a Shabbos. But how can you put your wallet on your animal? That there is an Isser Mechamer. There's an Isser of, of, causing, of causing your animal to do Malacha. As the Torah says, your animal should not do any Malacha. So the Gemara elsewhere talks about this Isser Mechamer. So now I think what we're getting, we're starting to, what emerges is that whereas Shvisas Behemto, the positive command that your animal should rest is your animal should not work. Whereas Mechamer is you are engaging your animal in work. You are commanding it to work. You are causing it to work. You are placing something on it so it should work. You're saying here, I'm going to place the plow on you so when you walk, now you're going to be plowing the ground. That is a losa say. That is a negative command. Versus if your animal happens to be doing something and then you you can orchestrate that it, it stops work doing it, Doing it, meaning so it's not doing any malacha. That's the positive command of of shvisas behemto. Again, let me just make make sure I'm saying this clearly again. Shvisas behemto is there's a positive command your animal should not do any work. It's not say that you should ensure your animal's not doing any work for you, only for you. So the animal again, if the animal wants to work for itself, it's allowed. Mechamer is you should not cause your animal to do work. You should not be the reason. You're saying your animal, you know, hitting your animal and making it start walking, and it's pulling the plow. Oh, and by the way, now I just realized, I believe it's the Gemara here that brings up the, the, the problem of, of the animal going to stop to have to go to the bathroom. It wasn't that wrong. Okay, fine. So if this is all true, if this is all true, let's put this together. That if we're working with the assumption that there's two things going on here. Well, let's, put, let's start back from the beginning. We had a question. How can you have your animal carry for you on Shabbos? carry the knife for you on Shabbos. The Gemara says, oh, it's Nisr Mechamer, and the Gemara says, no, it's Kliach Hayad. So we want to know why is the Gemara invoking Mechamer when it should really just invoke Shvisas Behemto, that, you're causing, that your animal's working. So the answer is going to be as follows, that there is a... Sorry about that, I just got interrupted there. Where were we? The, again, so just back to the top. So we, we, we had a question. How can you have your animal, in the Gemara Mesachim, how can you have your animal carry for you if we've just been discussing this idea that an animal is not allowed to do malacha? And we, now that we've started parsing through and trying to figure out what exactly is the issue, so we say there's actually two things going on here. There's an asay, a positive command, that an animal should not be doing malacha, and then there's a losa say that you should not cause your animal to do malacha. Well, if this is true, so now we get to our first nafkamina. Says the Rashba, the Rashba they found there in the Gemara, that Mechamer, the difference between Mechamer and Shvisas Behemto, is that Mechamer is you causing an animal to do malacha, whereas Shvisas Behemto is a positive command that your animals should not do malacha. Meaning to say as follows, that Shvisas Behemto is only on my animals. If I, Yossi Katz, own a cow, my animal shouldn't work. If someone else's animal, if Yair's cow is doing work, that's not, that's not, that, I'm not related to that cow, I have, no, I have no jurisdiction over that cow, and therefore it doesn't, it doesn't relate back to me, it's not a problem whatsoever. 
is a positive command that in my house it should be Shabbos, and I should ensure that Shabbos is being kept appropriately. Whereas Mechamer, it's, it's, it, we don't care about whose animal it is, because in a way it's not even about the animal. Rather, what we're looking at is the animal is an extension of you. And therefore, that you're just as I'm not allowed to do malacha, I'm not allowed to do malacha through an animal. Same way I can't drive a car and say, well, it's not me doing the malacha. The car is the thing that's, you know, the pistons in the car are the ones that are firing, and the gas in the car. I, I just pushed a button. I just pushed, a, I just pushed the pedal. But ultimately, it's not me. No. We look at the car as an extension of you because you're, you're setting the thing in motion. So, so too with the animal. We just are now, what Mechamer is telling us is, we are looking at the animal as an extension of you, and it's just another way that you are orchestrating malacha to be done, and therefore, you are in violation of whatever malacha the animal is doing. If that is true, so we don't care whose animal it is, unlike Shvisa's Behemto, where it's about you ensuring that in your house, you're, you're just as your slave is not doing malacha, your son is not doing malacha, your animal is not doing malacha. Mechamer is, no, you're not allowed to do malacha, and just as you're not allowed to do malacha, you can't cause your animal to do malacha, because ultimately yet your animal doing malacha relates back to you doing malacha. And if this is true, if this is true, so then our first nafkamina between Shvisa's Behemto and, and Mechamer is, if it's not your animal. If it's not your animal, so let's say Yara's animal's in my house and it's doing malacha, so I'm not in violation. I'm, I don't have a problem with an, uh, the Asi of Shisa Pamto. It's not my animal. It's Yara's problem. Versus if I go over to Yara's animal and I say, uh, giddy up, and it starts pulling a plow, so I, not Yair, but I am in violation of, of, of Mechamer. If this is true, so maybe one can make the following argument. Why then did the Gemara Sachem only invoke the issue of Mechamer, and not the issue of Shvises Behemto, when ultimately one can make an argument that there is a problem with Shvises Behemto as well, that when the animal is carrying the horn, the, excuse me, the animal in its horns is carrying the knife, so it's, it's, it's not resting. And I have a positive command for it to rest. So perhaps one can say as follows, and this is I heard from Rabbi Reuven Brand, my Rosh Kolel in Chicago, he wanted to argue that the Gemara wanted to create the most expansive uh, scenario possible. The most expansive scenario possible. And therefore, and therefore, we'd have the most expansive heter possible. And if the Gemara only said that the issue was Shvisas Behemto, so then I could have had a very easy out. If the issue only there was that my animal wasn't resting, a positive command, so what everyone could have done was just gone to their friend, borrowed their friend's sheep, and put the horn in their friend's put the knife in their friend's sheep's horn. And then you wouldn't have a problem because, again, when it comes to Shvisas Behemto, it's only about my, me watching over my animals, my own animals, to ensure they are resting. The same way I have to ensure that in my house, if there's the proper spirit of Shabbos being kept, my children and my slaves. So, therefore, there, there's, a very, there's a very easy out if we're only talking about Shvisas Behemto. Everyone should just use someone else's animal. The fact that the Gemara chooses to use Mechamer is because the Gemara wants to have the most expansive heter possible to say, even in the case of Mechamer, where, irregardless if it's, if it's your animal or your friend's animal, there still is a dispensation, a heter, to bring the knife to Yerushalayim. And what is that? Put it in the horn of the animal, and you put it in the horn of the animal, since it's Kliachayat, it's done in a roundabout way, and it's only Durabanan, and Durabanan standing in the face of the Mitzvah the Raisa to bring the Haram Pesach, we wave their Durabanan. So that's the first answer why the Gemara invoked Mechamer. There is, however, a second answer, and this is a razzle-dazzle fancy answer from the Pnei Yeshua, which I thought was amazing. Zok the Pnei Yeshua as follows. And this is brings this really is going to actually help frame this entire parak uh, that we've been discussing, and that is, what is Hotza? So, there are 39 Malachas of Shabbos, that we know, which is the Mishnah Yomi. Of the 39, only two of them are actually 
said explicitly in the Torah, one should not kindle fire in anywhere, and hotza, one's not allowed to carry. There is something unique about hotza. The Gemara points out that hotza is called a malacha gerua. A malacha gerua. What does it mean, a malacha gerua? A, a, a minor, not a minor, but a, a, a almost minor, but it's, it's a malacha, it's an action, it's, a, it's action that's gerua, that's, it's, that's um, not, it's small. What does it mean, malacha gerua? So I think the understanding is it's not a creative malacha, whereas when you light a fire, or you build something, you're creating something. You're doing a malacha, you're, you're doing a creative action. Or any of the malachas, you you, you shecht a sheep. So you had an animal, now it's, it's slaughtered. You have meat in front of you. All the malachas are ultimately creative. That you're taking something and you're transforming it in some way. Some ways more than others. You're, you're taking wheat and you're making flour. All these things, you're doing a creative action. Whereas when it comes to hotzah, you're not really doing anything. You're picking, you're picking up an item. It could be as small as we noted, a, a, a pin. And you're moving it four feet and putting it down. There is no, nothing's really, nothing's been transformed. Nothing's been created. Nothing's really happening. And therefore, it's called a malacha gerua. So much so that it almost seems to imply that had the Torah not explicitly said, Hotza is a problem, we never would have thought it was a problem. It wouldn't have been a problem. Whereas the other 37 malachos, how do we know they're asr? So the, the Torah juxtaposes the building of the mishkan with with the uh, command to keep Shabbos, and as we discussed, therefore, anything that went into the building of the Mishkan, or the functioning of the Mishkan, we discussed this, also, we learned the Mishnah then, so then, those things are also prohibited on Shabbos, Hotza, we may never have thought of, because it's a Malach there's no action, there's no creativity, there's no transformation happening. Says the Pnei Yeshua, says the Halik of Pnei Yeshua, of Yeshua Falk, therefore, since it's a Malach since there's nothing creative happening, then the prohibi- then the assay of Shvisas Behema does not apply to Hotza. It's a whopper of a Chiddush. It's a huge Chiddush. But what he's saying is as follows. The same way, when my animal goes to grace, it's not a problem. Why? Because it's doing something for itself. And Tos was pointed out that for, based off that Gemara, and based off this, that we say, Lamanya Nuach, that it's only, it only has to rest from doing things for me. But for itself, it's not a problem. Says Tosfus, based off, says to Pnei Shu, based off that, that if it's doing a Malacha Gerua, as in it's not doing anything transformational, it's not doing create anything creative, it's literally walking, and not really doing a Malacha. Again, the only reason it's a Malacha is because the Torah said it's a Malacha. But leaving that aside, there's no Malacha happening here, it's walking from point A to point B, yeah, okay, fine, there happens to be a knife on his back. But it's not doing anything. So we look at it as no different than when it's grazing for itself. And therefore, the, the assay, the command of Shvizas Behemdo does not apply to Hotza. It's a huge Chiddush. Because there's no real action here. There's no work happening here. Shvizas Behemdo, the fact that the, the command that my animal has to rest is when there's a work action being performed. The Torah says, don't let it be performed. However, here, because it's a Malacha Gerua, it's, not, it's a non-issue. Nothing's really happening, therefore it's not an issue on Shabbos. So, therefore, because there's nothing creative, nothing transformational going on in Malachi Gerua, the issue of Otsah does not apply with Shvisa's Behemto, and that's why, and that's why, and the Gemara had to use Mechamer. Just one quick point. So our entire parak, seemingly, in, in Mesech Shabbos, is all going to be Durabanan, therefore. That this whole concept of an animal carrying on Shabbos is all going to have to be Durabanan, because... 
because according to the Pnei Yeshua, seemingly it's there's no there's no Shavisa Behemto, or at least maybe it's going to be Mechamer. So then what's going on? Why did the Gemara have to invoke Mechamer? So it makes a lot of sense now. It can't invoke Shavisa Behemto because there is no Shavisa Behemto. There's no command for an animal to rest from carrying on Shabbos. However, now that we are looking at, now that we're looking at Mechamer, causing an animal to do Malacha on Shabbos, not as if the animal is doing malacha and it's not allowed to do malacha, but rather as if it's an extension of me. When I orchestrate an animal to do malacha, we just look at it as an extension of myself doing malacha. The analogy I gave before is when I push the pedal for the car. We don't say, oh, the car is doing malacha. We say, I'm doing malacha. I'm pushing the pedal for the car. When I say, giddy up, I'm the one doing malacha. Ain't the chanamis, the muscles of the of the, of the of the ox that are pulling the plow. But ultimately, it, 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 it leads back to me. I'm the one that caused the cow to pull it. So therefore, therefore, it's me violating the malacha via the animal. It's me violating the malacha via the animal. So the Gemara says, one minute, how can we put the, the knife on the, on the sheep? It's mechamer. What the Gemara is saying is, how can I orchestrate a situation where I'm essentially carrying via the animal? I'm being over the violation of mechamer. To which point the Gemara responds, no, no you're not, because it's kliachayad, it's in the horns of the of the ram. And that's not the way rams carry, and when it's a dirabanan versus the deraisa, bringing the Pesach, we wave the dirabanan. So we, what emerges from all this, and to, and, and to answer Yara's question is, how is it that what the, the Gemara Psachim tells us, that we're allowed to utilize the ram to carry the to carry the knife to Yerush, to the, from Yerushalayim into the into the Temple Mount, whereas our entire parak and plus has been talking about how an animal is not allowed to do malacha carry for us on Shabbos. So what we're going to say is as follows: Certainly, there's no issue of shvisas behemto, as in your animal has to rest. Why? So we said that shvisas behemto is when your animal rests versus. It's a positive command versus mechamer is when you cause the animal to do malachas. So the only issue is going to be mechamer. And the reason why there's no mechamer, says the Gemara, is because it's kliachar yad. It's kliachar yad um, because it's carrying it in its horns and there's no prohibition of doing things kliachar yad. The only problem would be darabanan, which we waived. But then we want to know why is it not, why do we specifically use mechamer? And we gave two interesting answers. In answer number one was because, as we noted, Shvisis Behemto is only with your own animal. That I have a positive command to ensure that in my house, there's a spirit of Shabbos that's being kept, and therefore, just as my ch- I have to make sure my children are keeping Shabbos and my slaves are keeping Shabbos, I have to also ensure that my animal's keeping Shabbos, but only my animal's keeping Shabbos. I don't care about your animal. I mean, I do, but I don't care about it from this perspective of an ase. And where, and therefore, we said perhaps the reason the Gemara invokes Mechamer is because we wanted to use the most expansive uh, possibility to show us the most expansive hetter that even in the case of Mechamer, where Mechamer is not about my animal, it's about me doing malacha with any animal. That I'm not allowed to cause an animal to do malacha analogous to I'm not allowed to push the pedal of a car. It's just an extension of me. Answer number two we gave with the, the fancy razzle-dazzle answer of the Pnei Yeshua was that we noted that an animal is allowed to do malacha for itself. An animal is allowed to walk around. Shvisas behemto is, I can't cause an animal to do meaningful malacha. But just walking around, even if it's carrying, that's a malacha garua. There's no action going on. There's no work action. There's no transformation. There's no creativity. And therefore says the Pnei Yeshua, huge chiddish, that there's no issue of shvisas behemto with the malacha of hotza, that an animal is allowed to carry around. If that's true, so why didn't the Gemara, so why, that makes a lot of sense why the Gemara didn't quote 
Shri's Behemter and quoted Mechamer, because the Gemara then had to quote a, the case where it's not the, the issue is not the animal doing malacha, but the issue is me causing the animal to do malacha, because then it's me really doing the malacha, using my animal as an extension of myself. And then the Gemara has to get, ultimately concludes, yeah, but since the Kliach God, we wave the Durabanan in the face of Deraisa. I hope this was helpful. I wish you all a wonderful day.